Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am L.J. Lavira. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? L.J., <coughs> for the first time in two weeks, um, we're back. We're back. We're back. In oh. person for the return show for me. Thank you for holding the fort down. Yeah, I certainly here. hope. Um, you know, I had a lot of fun. I kind of turned it into like a little five five minute segment every day. Hop on, go over like anything big that happened in the games the night before, any key injuries. But I, you know, I didn't want to sit there and go on for too long by no myself. To. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, it was, you know, I, I don't want to say that this was. A good point of the season for you to miss but there definitely wasn't anything massive that happened we're just approaching the all-star break the draft is on sunday trade deadline is um less than a month away now um and we're really getting into that sort of trade season um and where it's time for everyone to uh, really pick it up i'm pretty sure every team has now at least played 81 games which is the halfway point and um we're into the thick of it, that's that's for sure. Yeah, and I mean, again, with that being said, two weeks, a lot of time, a lot of time to cover. Brandon, though, you are the most recent one to get to a game. I did get to the great pleasure of passing by the trough while I was in the great state of Florida, but 
you were the last to go to a game the other day. Red Sox-Yankees oh, at yeah. Fenway. What was going on? LJ, it was um, quite the trip. Uh, my third time going to Fenway Park. All three times it has been Yankees versus Red Sox. Have you really only been three times? Yeah, wow. to Fenway. Um, and so last year, I, the Yankees-Red Sox game I went to was the famous Brooks Krisky four wild pitches in the 10th inning game. I, 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 I will always remember that game. Like Oh, yeah, I will never forget that game. I remember it because I literally woke my parents up. Because I was still up. I was still awake. You were laughing so hard. And I was laughing so hard as everything fell apart that I woke my father up. He eventually comes out, asks what went on. I'm like, you got to see this. And we replayed the inning twice. Yeah. Oh, that was... That was it was... That was fantastic. Um, well, But we got to get you... On, on a side note here. I got to get you into the bleachers. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm for sure. Like, look, the atmosphere at Fenway... Surprising amount of Yankee fans there. I had on my Garrett Cole shirt. Took absolutely no flack for it whatsoever, which I was surprised. Not what I was used to. Because in 2021 when I was there, and in 2019 I was there, the amount of fans that were Red Sox supporters was much higher than what I saw the other night. And it was still packed. Great atmosphere to watch a game, but I just didn't get the overwhelming Red Sox atmosphere that I felt like I got in No, and you know what? It does fluctuate, too, because it's it's an interesting disadvantage of the rivalry because it's significantly easier to get to Fenway than it mm-hmm. is to get to Yankee Stadium. Like, it becomes so much harder to get into the city and get out or, like, just the travel or the lodging mm. is so much harder than somebody from New York driving to Boston. That's much more feasible, and so that kind of, that does affect things more often than not. And you think about where we live, like, if you're a Yankees fan, where That's why I was so surprised. Live, yeah, it's a lot easier for, you know, to trek out to Fenway. I think uh, it's shorter, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a little under three hours, actually, so not bad um, at all. But I saw Garrett Cole versus Josh Winkowski. Um... Raphael Devers, I mean, this guy, Devers. he... The Prince of Piss Missiles. And I'm not even joking. So we stopped at a Chick-fil-A on the way to the game. Um, and Chicopee? Yep, in yeah. Chicopee, Mass. And we were talking about um, one of my friends was on a fan duel. He was trying to make some, some bets for the game. He's like, how about... Raphael Devers two home runs he's like what do you guys think about that and my one friend is like yeah like he's owned Cole like has a homer like the last four games in a row or something off of Cole and um we were like yeah like what are the odds he's like oh plus 3500 like 35 to 1 odds ends up not taking it of course Devers hits two homers one of the big highlights, though, Josh Donaldson with a grand slam. Aaron Hicks then goes back-to-back. Um, and the Red Sox certainly made it a game. Um, they lose the game, ultimately, because Franchi Cordero drops an infield pop-up with two outs, um, which allows the Yankees to get their sixth run of the game. Bottom of that inning... Devers hits the three-run homer to make it 6-5, to five, and that's your final score. So if Franchi catches that pop-up, 
Devers hits the three-run homer. We're tied at five, and who knows where we go from there. But I got to watch Michael King once again pitch very good. Uh, Wandy Peralta came in, struck, or he got a Rafael Devers to ground out. That was one of the scariest at-bats for me because it just seemed like we couldn't get Devers out. Um, and, yeah, just overall great win. Clay Holmes gets the save. Um, and what ends up being a pretty, a pretty, a, not not very happy with the split result um, for the series. But we're gonna get into that in the power rankings episode. But yeah, yeah overall I, good trip to Fenway. I'll give a quick statement on the whole set of affairs currently. I said if we can, if we can split this stretch, and by this stretch I mean everything starting with the Cleveland series through the All Star break, mm-hmm. the hands down hardest portion of the Red Sox schedule so far. This is a team that hasn't been healthy in the last two months and they're still somehow finding a way, managing to look like they're going to come close to getting somewhere near that split. All they have to do is stay in the race through this part of the year as far as I'm concerned and then they're still going to be contenders. They're still going to be well in it and they did it with that. They did it in spite of themselves in more than a lot lot of situations. Mm -hmm. Um... I forget. This was definitely the Christian Arroyo pop-up was this series. Yep, so that was so Francis drop pop-up was Thursday night. Arroyo's was Friday night. I appreciate him as a player. I appreciate him as a player. He's all right, we don't need the reenactment, but he's not that good. Did he need to be switched to right field? Do we need his bat in the lineup? I'm not 100% sure. Rob Ref Snyder should be starting every day for you guys. Like, I am fully on that train. The dude rakes. Like, Rob Ref Snyder should be rakes. starting. And you, I think if you give Ref Snyder more time and add one more outfielder, this looks like a really good group. Like, if you're able to go, and that's really only if you're able to get. It'd be really nice if you had Andrew Benintendi still. Well, again, if if you went out and grabbed Andrew Benintendi, really, I mean, again, I'm looking for that top tier of center field guy, like the Brian Reynolds, the Andrew Benintendi, the. Um, the only like three that I've really heard is Reynolds, but I also read today that the Pirates declined to trade for him; that they're not really interested everybody in shopping. Everybody has a price, it. right? On that note, they're also declining stuff for uh, Bednar. Bedner, yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? Because, in my opinion... They're just trying to keep a, a somewhat of a core together, I guess. Yeah, but guess. that's not a core. Relievers aren't a core. Yeah, Relievers, but Bedner a, is a Pittsburgh guy, LJ. He's he's a yinzer. Come on now. Look, the way I always think of it is, unless it's a truly great pitcher, like truly great closers, the Chapmans, the Kimbrels, the Jansons... It's a flip of a coin whether they're going to be great or terrible from year to year. And even Kimbrel last year even, after getting traded was awful. Guys, exactly. Even the greats eventually will have either either slow down or they'll have lulls in their career. I mean... Chapman J- right now is going through the worst stretch of his career. And quite honestly, you look at some stats from May 2021 through now, out of like 170 qualified relievers, he's like... 160th in most stats. It's unbelievable some of the stuff that you can look at. Let me ask you this. Objectively, especially I think you can be more objective now than ever before, seeing you've had, uh, you found a suitable replacement. Hmm. 
Is it is it time for Chapman? Is he? Do you see him bouncing back into a second another career, or is this the end of the line for him? Because from an outsider's perspective, somebody who gets yes, so he watches it but doesn't necessarily care about the team. Regardless of what the stats say, he looks like a different pitcher. He doesn't look like a scary pitcher anymore, no. and I don't know how you get back, how he can get back to that. Yeah, it's it's a great point. Um, I really don't know because he's never wanted to not like he's always wanted to be the ninth inning guy. He told the Yankees like, "I'm the ninth inning guy. I want to be the ninth inning guy." Clearly now he has no choice. I mean, we're not gonna. I mean, and, until Clay Holmes blows a save, which. Or blow, you know, it, it, as an it's absolute, atrocious. yeah, like terrible, and, it, and that could be a two or three week stretch where it's consistently bad. Chapman's not getting back into that spot, and I don't even know if he needs to. His mentality right now needs to be that he can still help the team in some way because there is still some talent there. He still has three pitches. Like over the last few years, he's developed a splitter, so he's still working. He knows that the fastball is not nearly where um, it once was, but that's why he added, you know, he has that slider. He has the splitter. But he needs to realize that he's probably not, at least on the Yankees, suited to be a late-inning guy. And his contract is up after this season. So, you know. That was the point I was going to make. I don't see us us going after him again. You can't. Yeah, there's and, there's no reason. It's way too much. He, they money. Oh, he was already on fourteen mil a year or something like. Especially when, in my head, he's not my next choice. Even still, I I understand the greatness. Like this is one of the best relievers of this era. But with that all being said, yes, this is a guy who, for years, has been able to get thirty saves. He's not the next guy up no. on this in this terrific bullpen. And so if I'm him, I have to say, I have to go out there and I have to do this for me. Add value for the team, but get these stats into a reasonable position where I can go to, say, maybe not Pittsburgh, but maybe it's back to Cincy or somewhere. somewhere anywhere. That's, somewhere that's not. A, I think his path is. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about axonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control, it gave me my life back. Axonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back.
Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. He's going to have to go to a team that isn't a contender and put up his old numbers if he wants to get back to a winning team being the closer on that team. Like that That's the only way. He has to go somewhere where he doesn't have the competition. Well, I think it's just not the next guy on my list. And I think it's important that if you're a relief pitcher, you have to be okay with literally playing wherever and getting bounced around the league. I mean, and also it's important to know with relievers that just because you're bad for a season and you might be on the older side does not mean that you cannot make a comeback. I mean, look at David Robinson, Robertson, um, on on the Cubs. I thought that guy was absolutely washed. He's probably the top, uh, yeah, probably the top reliever right now uh, uh, for the trade deadline um, that that, uh, teams are going after. He's been lights out for the Cubs this year. He's bounced around a million different places um, in his career. You have to be okay with with bouncing around places. You know, I can think of a guy like Sean Doolittle, who just a few years ago was lights out so nasty takes a quick trip to cincinnati and what then he was back on the nationals right um it, it, it's life can hit you so fast you're so replaceable but every team is always looking to improve that your career is never over but you have to realize what you, have to you bring to the and you have to know what you can realistically bring to the table for the for a team and to circle back to david bedner that's all the more reason. The up and down and having to earn it and the amount of chances you have to kind of take with different teams is why you move on from a guy, if you're not in a competitive standpoint, if you're not in a competitive situation, you move on from that relief. Let someone overpay for him. Let, let someone give you a few nice prospects for him just because he's because they lights need, out stats now. Yeah, yeah. They, they, need, they need what he's able to bring right now but what he's able to bring right now isn't necessarily going to be the same as what he's going to bring a year from now or two years from now. And so in my head, if I was a GM, I look at a guy like Bednar and I say, the chances of me getting the return for this guy that I can get right now are very slim next year. It's very slim the second the year after that. And so it's just, you know, it's fine to build a core. I, I like built teams building a core and staying, you know, somewhat loyal and being able to build something like that. Like, I'm all for them keeping Brian Reynolds. As much as I'd like to see him on a competitive team, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. But a reliever is not the way to do that. Like, if this was a starter, we'd be talking differently. If this was a position player, we're talking differently. You can't hold on to these relievers. Not while, you're st- not while your farm system doesn't really even have a full upcoming offense. Like... It's not like they have their future first baseman, second baseman, left fielder. They aren't all sitting in the minors waiting to come up. This team still has room to grow and develop. You could use those prospects right now. Yeah, you can certainly... uh, I have never once heard of a team of not having enough prospects. LJ, I remember us talking a lot about the Rays, and we were like, what the hell are they going to do with all these infielders and just all these prospects they have? And they they were so good in the minors. 
and now you look and they are decimated with injuries. They've got Yu Chang on their roster, Jonathan Aranda. Like, I don't even know who some of these guys are, and they're on a roster. It just shows how fast your roster on a day-to-day basis can change in baseball. Yeah, and it's part of the again part of the beauty of not having limits. I think to how many times you can come up and really earning potential limits for some of these guys. Um, yeah, like why are we overpaying players so much? It almost like I don't know. The more that I, you know, th- that you really start to watch the game and you understand that just like truly how much. The more you watch the game, not the more you're one player into one of the, matters. Like you're turning into one of the owners, Brandon. No, 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 no. Okay, I oh. shouldn't say overpay. I, I, I mean, like, I meant in a trade standpoint, in how we value players. I'm fine with everybody getting paid more, but it's just, like, in terms of how much not star players are getting paid compared to star players, I think is, you know... It's silly. Yeah, because the Cardinals right now have the top three... Guys by war in the National League, and little spoil spoiler alert: they dropped four spots in my power rankings. They're 14th in my power rankings. They have the top three hitters for war in the National League. That's th- that's a third of your lineup that has been the best out of your entire league, and you're still struggling. And also, the toughest part about all of that is figuring out when to use those prospects. Yeah, because as much as you want to stay deep. You have to go for it at some point. Your prospects window, are prospects your window until will close. Something else, yeah. And so, it's like, do you keep holding on to them, or do you use some of this infinite, really infinite potential that they have, even if you don't call them up? Like, they can be anything on the major league level, but they can also turn into anything on the minor league level. I mean, I really wasn't expecting today's trade with the Braves uh, shipping out Drew Waters for, for the thirty-fifth th- pick in yeah. the draft. I mean, again, that was a guy I talked about a lot going for something. I didn't expect it to be a draft pick, but that just goes to show you there's a lot of things and really interesting opportunities that you can get for just about any prospect because this is a Braves team that has a ton of bonus allocation money this year. Yeah. They're one of the top teams for that, and so really it almost makes too much sense to take a guy that you don't see as a future if no one else is really that interested in him for getting that last piece you need on the major league level, then go ahead and get and take advantage of all this extra money you have and go out and get an elite level draft out of this year. So, LJ, it was actually, they had the 19th highest bonus pool prior to the trade. The Them trading for that pick now gives them the 10th. Mm-hmm. Hi. So they moved up nine spots. They moved up $8 million in total. Um, and the reason why this trade, this pick can be traded, um, it's one of those like competitive balance that they give to the small market teams because, you know, they feel bad. The chump change. But picks. something really interesting, one of the combat- competitive balance picks in the past was Isak Paredes, mm-hmm. who the Tigers traded straight up for Austin Meadows this year and the Rays have clearly won that trade as Austin Meadows is not doing good and Isak Paredes is raking um yeah so really interesting um yeah that yeah, was it's, good. it's not like they're bad picks 
And also W for the Royals for going after a prospect outfielder, which only signals to me that Benintendi is is on the way out because they wouldn't have got went and gave up the thirty fifth pick to get Drew Waters if they didn't think that. You know, um, I don't know. I don't see the Royals doing it because they've let away. They've let so many players walk in the past that have been good for their franchise. I mean, you look at Mustakis Hosmer. Uh, you know, you can yeah, keep going. Yeah, but you can also Cueto. Um, well, you can look at this and also Lorenzo think that Cain. they might have learned from those past instances and said, "All right, maybe we do need to move on." I'm a little apprehensive about that move. Not because of their normal their normal way of going about things, more the role that he's played on this team. Like he's taken a clear leadership role from basically the moment he stepped into that clubhouse. The last week he's been raking. Yeah, but like I just mean, in general, since, yeah, since no. the trade, he w- immediately walked in there, and it was almost a it was a mindset set shift, getting away from Boston, getting out of that rut that he was in. And mm. that's, not, that's not to say I don't want him back. I mean, look, if we're talking about guys who would be a decent fit here, he'd be a sound decent fit. He'd be a better fit in a lot of other places. But he, he comes back, he's not even the same guy that he was when he went to Boston because I didn't see this type of strength, this type of leadership quality in him when he was in Boston, no. that he immediately adopted the second he went to Kansas City. He was younger, though. I mean, you think LJ? He was twenty three when they won the when they won the title. You aren't expecting him to be a leader no. uh, by, by any means. Now he's he's twenty seven. He's he's a veteran in the league. Over seven hundred games played. I mean, he's certainly been there, done that at this point. But it's almost like, can you afford to get rid of him? Can you afford to get rid of either of those two? If you're the Royals, you have Whit- to trade him. You have to trade him. Merrifield and Ben Attendee also shout out to Whit Merrifield. Um, his Ironman streak ended at 553 games. No, are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Why would they sit him? Um, oh, my God. That and ligament swelling in his big toe. Oh, my God, LJ. He does not play tonight. Um, it's... That, yeah, it's disappointing. I'm, I'm heartbroken With by that, that being actually. said, he still garners a lot of respect and a lot of intrigue across the league, what Merrifield does. And, you know, I don't necessarily see the same leadership from him as I do from a Benintendi. I'm not saying you have to pick one or the other. Maybe you don't pick either. Are these the guys that you kind of need as, you know, who knows how much longer Salvador Perez is going to be there to hold the ship up. I don't know. If I'm the Royals right now, you're one of the worst teams in the league. I see no reason um, why Whit Merrifield, who's 33 years old, and I know he's done a lot for this franchise, like a lot, a lot. I see no Whit Merrifield reason. should have gone three years ago is really what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, it, it's what... It, but the Royals owners have always... They they don't like to trade away their players. They would rather let them walk in free agency, which, you know, I respect that a lot, that they don't intentionally try to tank. But at this point, the landscape of the American League, um, it's best for them to do that. All right, LJ, is it time we get into these All-Stars? Oh, boy, yes. Oh, actually, speaking of streaks, one last thing. Robbie Grossman's streak of... 
I'm going to pull up exactly what it was. It was like 400 and something games that he had played without making an error. It was the record um, for the longest errorless streak by a position player in history. 440 games um, since he made an error. He misplayed um, a ball in the eighth inning Sunday, hit off the top of his glove. Um, he said it was just a pop-up, and he missed it. Um, that's essentially what it was, according to him. Really um, expert analysis. Yeah. Um, but LJ and I did a little uh, digging, because I was like, wait a minute. Robbie Grossman, I knew he's always been a good hitter, at least not this year, but in years past, a, a good hitter. Disgusting hitter. Yeah, some might say he had a... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer gross home run i guess the yanks last year walk off homer um and part of the tigers sweep against us last year in at comerica but um so i was like how has this guy not won a gold glove in the last few years if he hasn't made an error and then i looked at all the uh, defensive metrics um baseball reference he has a career negative defensive war and in the last few years it's been negative every single season I looked at fan graphs and um, career negative defensive value. Um, and it, it's quite clear, career, career negative defensive yeah, value. Yeah. Um, and what it comes down to is that while errors um, is a good surface level stat to evaluate players, just because you make no errors does not mean you are good in the field. Because if you can't get to the ball, you can't make an error on it. And that's why we have outs above average and defensive run saves that take into account how many plays you have in the field and not, you know. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a matter of this isn't a generational issue. This is an every generation issue. Like, they just we just do it with different things. Like, the older generation of baseball fan is going to look at your batting average, your errors, your RBIs, and that's how they're going to decide who's good and who's not bad. Younger people look at that and make fun of them. They mock them because they're like, oh, I get with the times. These are so much better. This shows us way more. But then all of a sudden you, you actually look into the stats that we're using, all these advanced analytics, and when we look at a singular thing and make a decision based on one thing, we're not seeing the whole picture either. We're it's, doing the same thing We're doing the exact same doing. thing just with a different stat. And so this ultimately is the perfect example of that because you can look at it you could look at it from either side and get very different responses. Ultimately, he's uh, he's a fine. Would you say he's a fine player in the field? Like he's not that noticeably bad. He's not 
J.D. Martinez or Jordan Alvarez. He's, or Schwarber Castellanos. He's not somebody with the reputation of being a terrible defender. Oh. Why is that? Because he doesn't make errors. Because he doesn't make errors, but, but that, he's not considered a great fielder because he doesn't end up in those places. He doesn't get uh, that ground. Uh, like, that's why he gets into that middle, middle field because the, I guess, the free market of ideas um, kind of tips those scales and gets it back in the balance between the people who are looking at different things. I mean, but if you're going to actually get a true designation on a player... It comes down to looking at everything, including errors, including DRS, all this stuff. Fangraph's defensive value last year, he was the 14th worst. So, like I said, not the Vladdy Jr., um, Castellano, Schwarber, J.D. Martinez level. Nelson Cruz. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, All-Stars. Um, starting the All-Stars, do we want to start with the jerseys? Have you seen them? Uh, I have. Um, now, question. Is it like... So... Okay, so those are what they're wearing in the game. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I believe so. Yeah. Do you not like them? No, they're they're nice. Um, just feel like they... It's the same idea every year with the All-Star jerseys in sports. And I just feel like we just keep going with these really weird, like, off... Well, like not primary colors. Like they always like mix in these weird shades, and yeah, it's I, nice. It's nice. It's aesthetically pleasing. I, I, I certainly like to look at it. Mike Trout did a great job modeling the jersey. That's um, what matters. Yeah, you. you don't like Acuna doing the same pose he does for literally everything. The bat over the shoulder. It looks good. No, no. What I'm saying, it looks good on them for sure. Why? Do you do you like it? I like it. And look, if we're looking for the why in this. Unless you were to do, like, red, white, and blue for, like, baseball colors, every just about every color is represented by at least one team. So, you know, if you're trying not to pick, make favoritism, if you're trying to show that these are a collective thing, then you really can't use any of those colors. Yeah. The only thing I would be... Golden inter- gray is cool, though. I like that. Uh... Yeah. The, the one thing with baseball, though... You need to know who's on your team a lot less than in a lot of other sports. Like, it's pretty easy to tell who's in the field and who's running the bases. One has a helmet on, one has a hat. No matter what. Just a pitch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this idea. I'm going to set it down. I'm going to leave it right here for you. Okay. A year or so from now, everyone wears their City Connect jersey for the All-Star game. Does every team have a City Connect? At that point, they're going to. Would what would you be, think about that? It would just be a rainbow. It would just it would it would look like it would look like it would look like a celebrity softball up, game. It would look like somebody threw up a rainbow on the field. However, it's one of those things where the collective looks terrible, but the individual looks amazing because all of a sudden you're gonna get Nike would Nike's eyes are lighting up over this idea as I say it. Oh because yeah, like all the photos you would get the players like sliding into bases and stuff, you like get wearing the photos with the All Star patch on the City Connectors. And you get to see the different the different City Connectors together. And so like if you have individual photos of like a guy the first baseman holding a runner on and stuff like that, those would all look really good. The product when you're watching the All Star game may not look as good, but 
Yeah, that's, that, idea, that might when, be an issue. When you focus on, it's almost like in a in a movie. Some of them, like some movies, the collective story, like um, the Rise of Skywalker, the collective story. If you just look at it from the main narrative, looks like a hot mess. But all of a sudden, you look in, and they aren't trying to tell the sto- story of the movie through a main narrative. They're trying to do two or three different arcs and two or three different narratives in one movie that all culminate towards the end. Mm. That's kind of a similar thing I'm getting at with this, where it's like, if you look at the individual, things are much better than the collective. But, yeah. All right. um, fine, fine dresses. Nothing that big. Well, uh, probably wasn't worth the five minutes. No, it's alright. Um, we'll run through um, what was... First, I'll start with the announced starters, which was from a few days ago, and then I'll go through the reserves and the changes that will be made. But... Two days ago, the announced starters, which was all by the fan selection, um, which is so great. Everyone just loves it. LJ and I are massive, massive, massive fans of the fan vote. Um, yeah, let's go through it. Can't tell we we hate this. Um, it is the we don't deserve it. We don't deserve the opportunity to vote for the AL catching Alejandro Kirk. For the Blue Jays, that's his first career selection. Well deserved. One hundred percent deserved. It, it was the only choice. Like, yes. No, no, no disrespect to Jose Trevino, but there was a different level. But there's a different level between him and the field. But there's also another level between him and Alejandro Kirk. Alejandro Kirk has been um, outstanding this year for the Blue Jays, and so young too. Mm-hmm. Um, could be, you know, the next. Oh, uh, you know, we. I feel like we have been. It's been the same joke with Will Smith, like, oh, he's the most underrated catcher. No one's giving him the respect. Oh, he's soon not going to get like that. Soon, no, no, you don't think no so. Way. I see him being more of the Salvador Perez type. Okay, I say, I yeah. Think, I think their games match up a little pretty well. Although um, Kirk is definitely going to be the better defender out of the two. <laughs> yeah, but it's that we know he's good. Everyone knows he's good. But no one particularly cares that much. Yeah, no, yeah. Because him being one of the best at this position isn't as good as the best center fielder. He's also on the best third baseman. And he's on a team that a lot of people don't like in the Blue Jays. Yeah, there's a lot of people that hate the Blue Jays. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm pretty open about it at this point. Um, Yeah, Will Smith, again, Will Smith is a product of just a terrible team to be on. Like, unless unless you're just there to ring chase... Or money which, chase, which just does not exist. It in is baseball. a dog water team, team to be on because everyone gets forgotten about because everyone's so good. Yeah. Well, Alejandro Kirk's teammate Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Dog water. Um, will be starting at first base. His second career selection. Um, yeah, we'll move on from there because we're going to talk about snubs after um, this. Second base, Jose Altuve. Eighth selection already for him. Um, yeah. Terrific pick. Well really, deserved. Really the only option. Well deserved. Absolutely breaking this year. Same with third base, Rafael Devers. Surprising to me, only his second career All-Star selection. Um, and, you know, it was the Rafael Devers-Jose Ramirez debate that had been every day on Twitter. It was people arguing about it. Um does it matter? I don't think it's. I don't, first it off, matter? I don't think it's as close as people say it is right now. But does it matter? No, it, it doesn't matter. They both got in anyways. They we, both got we, in. We both know that they're two of the best hitters in the league. I don't need people 
nitpicking all these stats and it's cool, almost one cool of those... for Raphael Devers. Like nice. Yeah, ultimately... I would have said the same thing for all the streamers. I was just tired. It's all these people were talking about was arguing over which third baseman should get, should be starting. No, the only time I would have been actually like fully focused on that is if Xander was in contention, still in contention to get the starter vote. Like when they were, when people were voting, still, if he was still had a chance to start at shortstop, mm-hmm. that's different because I love the idea of being the first team to have the third base shortstop pairing twice. Did you do it last year? We did it last, last year. year. Yeah, and I lo- I love that idea. I think it's really cool, and that would be the only reason I'd be that pushing on it. But starter being a starter doesn't. I don't care that much. It doesn't matter because you get taken you, out after the second inning. Yeah, you play the same after your first. After your first, like what? You get one or two at bats, and you're usually done. starters get like two. Two. But. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like no one out cares of the, out of the seven because none of the pitchers do crap about, about being there anyways. Do we also care about the results or how any player does in the All Star game? It's no, an honestly. To be honest, I think my caring about All Star Weekend stops immediately after the home run derby. As everyone who's listened to this show for a while knows, I'm a very big proponent of the Home Run Derby. With that being said, like, that that's the only thing that matters. Like, the game itself, I didn't even watch the game last year. Until I, had like, it on in the, I had it on in the background. Like, I wasn't really, I wasn't paying attention much. Um, I'm excited for the draft, though. I, 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 I love that they moved the draft to All-Star Weekend. Yeah. It actually makes people care about it now. We're going to talk about it at some point this week. Yeah, it, that's the, again, it's a, definitely a plus, but past that, yeah. there's no reason to watch. I, yeah, I turned it on in like the 7th inning or whenever it was that Kimbrough came in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, I just didn't... There's no care. It's like, cool. Vladdy hit a nuke off of Corbin Burns. Like, nice. This means more to me. Talking about the selections and debating the selections. Yes, no, I love doing this. Infinitely more more. than actually watching this game. I would rather sit here and argue about this for days and not even watch the game. So let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing it. Tim Anderson, are your starting shortstop for the White Sox? Um, His second career selection. And just. Am I a bad guy for not liking Tim Anderson? No, it's okay to not like him, but he should certainly be the. the starting shortstop. Yeah. Just having a good year. There, I think there were like three or four guys here this year that legitimately could have started for the American League. I mean, I, I wouldn't have complained about a lot of guys. Who else would? He's who else were you thinking? The, I mean, look, like it or not, Xander is yeah. the war leader, is he not? Yeah. I'm not, gonna, I'm not trying to piss him on so. about no, that. No, he no, is no. the war leader. He should have at least gotten into the uh, conversation. Corey Seager. Corey Seager, yes. Boba Shep, one of the most overrated players in baseball, but still, I think, is 100% there. Carlos Correa, he plays a full full load. He 100% is in that starter conversation. And out of those guys I listed, all of them I am far more interested in watching than Tim Anderson. I don't know what it is exactly about the way he goes about the game, but... He is just not an appealing player for me to watch. And it just, this was a big letdown having him there. Because as much as I don't like Bo Bichette, I would have rather seen him start out of those two than I would have seen Tim Anderson. We've talked about Tim Anderson before. Um, He's like Anthony Rendon in the fact that he doesn't really like baseball. He sees it as a job. He says he doesn't 
like watching baseball outside of. Um, then why should he have to work extra? At, Just give up your spot. Whatever. Yeah. Um, give up your spot to Xander. I'm I'm not trying to be bitter. It sounds like I'm being bitter about that, but it's no. literally just, you take Xander out of the co- conversation, I'd be saying the same thing about Korea. Yeah. Oh, I'd be yeah. saying the same thing about Bobby Witt. Like, that's yeah. another guy that 100% could be in play for the American League, and I'm far more interested in seeing him go about his day than Tim Anderson. Well, the three in the outfield, um, we got Aaron Judge, his fourth selection, Mike Trout, his 10th selection, his 9th straight, and Giancarlo Stanton, his 5th career All-Star selection, and his 1st with the New York Yankees. Um, And then DHing is Shohei Otani. So Otani got selected to the All-Star game as a DH by the fans, and then as a pitcher, as a reserve. But... They were being very clear that he was selected twice. So I don't know if this means that now that counts as two-time All-Star. Because the way that they... Because they said he was DH in the fan vote. He won the DH. And then was a pitcher... I think I understand what it is. I'm just going to assume he he gets... so he It'll will only made, be one. Yeah, one. It'll be one because he's one person. But but the difference comes in the fact that they would not have had him pitch in the game if he had not made it as a pitcher, and that's fair. Like if he had if he had oh, yeah, if yeah, he yeah. had not won the vote as a pitcher to get into the All Star game, yeah, he would have just been, been a DH. Yeah, and he shouldn't have been able to. Or pitch. vice versa, yeah. if he'd just been brought in as a pitcher, he, he shouldn't, shouldn't have, have been thrown. It couldn't be thrown in the lineup. Uh, uh, I actually wanted to rule. turn myself to Stanton. Yeah, because I, kn- again, I knew it was coming. I mean, fanta- fantastic player, one thirty-three weighted runs created plus. I know I tend toward the defensive guys. Was this something you even saw coming? Because not really. I, I didn't even of, know I he was leading multiple the... guys. This is just a matter of him being a Yankee. Like, if there were more than three good Yankees f- to pick from this year, like. Three guys that are close to that level being Stanton, Judge, and Trevino. Am I really missing anyone who has played up to being somebody you could consider for the All-Star game? Yeah, I thought Rizzo and Torres. You, you had, think, I don't think... My thing with Glaber is I don't think he's played enough games. Like, he, he him, might, him not getting full full starter time is why he doesn't get th- thought about and brought into that. He's still played 76 games. Yeah, but he's, he's not getting... Get how many points. full games? 2.7 war. I mean, he's, he's got almost 300 plate appearances. It's pretty good. I I don't know. I just... He plays a lot. It, it, no, he's... He, look, it's I, a product IKF freaking sucks. Okay, IKF sucks. Do not start bringing... Don't throw Glaber back at short. That's no, cruel. No, 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 it's no, no. cruel. Cruel and unusual torture. But he... But... For just, both but, him and... But... It's, it's important we know that IKF is on pace to make more errors this year than Glaber made at short last year. So... Just we're just gonna leave that there. As as always, Yankees. Yeah, no, Stanton to pick on. But I didn't even said, know Stanton was leading the fan selection. I didn't even fill out an All Star ballot this year, quite honestly. Um, yeah, honestly, I didn't either. It's just a matter of protest for me at this point. Like we shouldn't get the. There are people that don't deserve. The yeah, but seeing this. my two outfielders starting in the corners uh, with Mike Trout in the middle is pretty cool. So I'm not gonna. I certainly am not going to complain. No, you're not. Get, you're not going to complain. Mostly because it's but, Stanton's first as a Yankee. 
I guess my thing here and owns is the Red Sox. This is just a matter of we talk about it every year. Certain fan bases get more into this generally, but particularly in specific years. Like you remember the year where Kansas City had the big representation. That was that was a joke. In dude. both that in both the actual starting lineup joke. and the finalists. That was a joke. Um, they had like seven of the nine starters. Yeah. Then one year, Addison Russell was hitting two oh two when he was the starting shortstop for the National League. Like that's the same thing I see with the Yankee guys here that here today, and more so Toronto. Toronto voted very well. Congratulations to you guys. But that really carried a lot of guys. And we're going to be talking about the same thing with Atlanta in a minute. But um, really, that's what it comes down to: is which which teams are most outspoken about their players, and that's what brought Giancarlo Stanton into the conversation. Instead of guys that, frankly, are more exciting to see in an all-star game, like Byron Buxton and Julio Rodriguez. I'm just going to set well, those names there. We're going to get that, to I know they got in, them, but if yeah. we're talking about starters, if we're talking about guys who are going to play more often than the other guys, maybe they don't get two at-bats, but they're going to get a couple innings in the field. They're not going to get just one time through like these other guys are. Especially when you consider like a guy like... Um, Stanton is a very, you know, he's a boom-bust type of player. The odds of him hitting a home run in his one-to-two plate appearances are pretty low. Yeah, but I would rather... He could, but that's the one thing... Vladdy's looking... not the same? All right, we're going to get to Vladdy in a minute because I don't want him, <laughs> I don't want him here either. What's, the, what's your point? We're going to get saying... to him once we get to past the National League and into the reserves. I guess my, what I'm trying to say here is I... I would rather see somebody who has a, a few more components to the game in that starting spot than him. Okay. Where they have a little more chance to impact the game in different ways because okay. one way isn't as possible in that shorter time frame. All right. National League catching Wilson Contreras of the Cubs, his third selection. Um, it's honestly a toss-up to me between who's been better between Contreras and Kirk. Um, I mean, talking best overall catcher this year, it's really close between those two. No? You don't think no. so? And again, this is Is, part, it, is this it Contreras to you? It's Kirk for me. Oh, it's Kirk. Okay. Yeah. Look, and it's mostly, you're going to roll your eyes when I say this, but a lot of it comes down to the defensive capability. Like, Contreras just has not been good. Yeah, no. Like, in that, the past, that though. Hurts his, that hurts his case for me. That's why I wasn't Yeah, but really... in the past, he's been a phenomenal defender as a yeah, catcher. Sure, but is the All-Star game about this season? or are, are we talking about the stars of this season, or are we talking about the stars of season past? No, you're right. Because for me, and I know the reason I ultimately would have voted Contreras is partially just because of games. But I had the overwhelming thought to go with Travis Darno, the other finalist for this award. 2.2 war over 59 games for the Braves this year. It's just a matter of them not wanting to run him through. Like, some of these teams have these workhorse guys. Like, um, well, really, it's really just been Contreras and Trevino. Or, excuse me, Contreras and Kirk that have pitched like that. Or, oh my gosh, I'm falling apart here. Um... Guys like Contreras, Kirk, Real Muto, 
who are the workhorse guys who are going to start six games out of five for their team. Wait, so you would have voted for a break for... I would have voted so for Travis Darnell you would have over been Contreras okay if it weren't for... Both Braves catchers getting in. Again? Because once we get to the reserves... I don't have an issue with that. Okay. Exactly. Because, again, I don't know. I just think, you know, you look at this, you look at a guy who's probably been the second or third best defensive catcher in the league this year, depending on what stat you're using, depending on what you're looking for. And he's still... A clear offensive plus. Okay. I don't know. I just think That's he's fair. probably a little more deserving of that yeah, spot than no. Contreras. I'm just not a fan. It's fair. All right, Paul Goldschmidt at first. Um, your MLB league leader in Baseball Reference WAR. I believe he's at five now. Um, his eighth career selection. Jazz Chisholm at second base. His first career selection. Very nice to see that. Exciting player. Can't wait to see what kind of cleats he's rocking for the All-Star game. I'm sure something crazy. And hopefully that's a guy that they put a mic on. um, Because they always have players mic'd up. Jazz Chisholm will be a fun guy to have mic'd up. Um, I'm more looking for his glove. Yeah, no. His glove is strong. Glove cleats. He's he's got a, a lot of swag. When you're talking about what player's got the most swag... It's Chisholm, it's Tatis, Acuna, you know, it, there's, those three to me stand out, stand out, I really do. Um, third base, Manny Machado, sixth career selection. Shortstop, Trey Turner. Um, Awful. Awful. <laughs> yeah, interesting that Trey Turner... Look, I'm very happy that he made another that he made the All Star game again because up until like he made his first All Star game last year, which was quite frankly a joke. I couldn't believe he hadn't gotten in in years prior to last year. But this year, he's been good. LJ hitting over 300, 127 OPS plus. He's not the best shortstop in the National League. Not even close. Not even close. Take us through it. Um. Mr. Dansby, wherefore art thou? Um, Tommy Edmond would, would look, like a word. All right, I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to push I'm back a big, on Tommy Edmond because, first You off, want to talk about defense? You want to talk about a full player, Tommy Edmond? Tom, Tommy Edmond is the complete player. I, yeah. I love it. I would have loved to see him in this. However, I can understand him not getting in for two reasons. One, the dude does split time. Like, this is a guy who's eligible second. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 
focus and shortstop, is he not? Yeah, so, so it is tough. It is tough. That kind of gets into a weird thing when you're in, a, in, in terms of thought process. Maybe it's not an issue of the logistics of voting for him, but if you're thinking of shortstops, you might immediately put him in your mind to second base, and you thought Jazz Chisholm was... But better. how do Braves fans let Dodger fans outvote them on Dansby Swanson versus Trey Turner? Because I think overall, the Dansby Swanson phenomenon is a little too new. But, to, but Braves country is Braves, massive. The, all right, but the, the Braves, Braves have the largest... Like, when you're talking just, like, space for where closest... Like, where each county is closest to a ballpark... The the Braves have the most counties for sure out of any team. Or Seattle. Oh. Probably Seattle. But the Braves, when you're talking population, the amount of people that they cover, it's like literally the entire SEC country and is, the difference, is Braves. The difference is what are these teams focused on, too, between Seattle and Atlanta, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, Seattle's soccer country. Like, no one's really caring about... Um, they just like the Seahawks. Baseball. Yeah, they just like the Seahawks and the Sounders. Like that's it. So in the Kraken now. Yeah, and so it's like they're not like pulling a ton of people. Like I've said it time and time again, don't you dare put any, a team in Nashville or Memphis because they are going to fail worse than any of these other expansion teams have. No one's pulling from the Braves. Like in any of those states, no one will pull. Fans away from the Braves. No, it's it's just not something I think can happen. It's the and most loyal part of the country when it comes to sports fan fan bases, and I just don't understand how Trey Turner is the one getting the love, because he's probably and I understand the st- the nerds love him, but he is the Dodger I probably care least about. Wow. I don't know. It's just all right. I I could probably say that for every Dodger though, all of them blend in yeah. so much like. I would have been as happy seeing... LJ's Dodgers hate has increased significantly this year compared to last year. Because I feel like last year, you were still... I, I don't know. You didn't have much to say about the Dodgers, but this year, you just... You you, you really don't give a shit about the Dodgers. I, I don't, and it's because they're collectively too good. Yeah. You know? Like, there's so many guys on there that you could say... You could say he's an all-star, and I just kind of like, shrug okay, my shoulders sure. and agree with you. And it's like, I don't know, I just don't think he, he himself does not make enough of an impact. He's not the face, there's no face of the franchise there is really the thing. Yeah. Like, Mookie's putting in his best effort to become that. Like, he's trying everything he can to... But Clayton Kershaw's also been there, there for yeah. so long. Like, it's just... Exactly. And, like, we don't and need so to go like, over all the names, but, like, it's just... Yeah, we just, don't have time to, but there's a lot of guys there, and so when... You're being overshadowed by two or three other guys. It doesn't matter how good your stats are. You're just not going to be cared about the same way. And that's the effect that a lot of these guys have on this team. But a ton of people look at the measurables on Trey Turner and say, all right, no matter what, I'm going to love this guy. And that kind of pulled, you know. I think he kind of had just a little bit more pull in that regard than Dansby Swanson did. But with that being said, you you cannot doubt the work of Braves country because... You know, we're. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but they had what was it? One, two, three, four, five. They had five people, five finalists for the starting lineup. Yeah, that's not talking about who got in or anything, but when it came just a player vote, they got five different players onto this group. It's awesome. Um, Unless I'm forgetting an outfielder. 
No, I think five. Um, well, running through the outfield, Acuna for the Braves, he was the highest vote-getter in the National League. Judge was the highest vote-getter in the American League. And his situation is the most interesting to me because he wasn't even playing when voting. Yeah. Like, that's the achievement of Braves Nation this year. They were, they were so busy making sure that he won the initial fan vote that they weren't focused on Dan's response and getting in. As a Ronald Acuna stan, I'm happy. Oh, got in. I it's great. It. I was just very surprised to see his name be the one. Yeah, that he's certainly, of, you know, you can make a lot of arguments for guys over him, but I'm, I and mean, it's, and it, it's, like, it's like Stanton. It's like Stanton, where it's like, the guy's good, just yeah, let him be in there. The only argument in my head is games played with Acuna. Like, it's just because he missed that t- all that time yeah. that you're but if talking you're about him the, not being the guy. But if you're going to use the games played argument for for other people, you know. It works the same. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, for sure. Part for of sure. why I'm surprised, like if I'm just making a thing past him. Well, also, you know, all right, we'll talk about snubs in a bit. It's Acuna's third selection. Bats in center field, or I don't know. It just says outfield, so I'm assuming he'll play center. Um, his sixth selection, and then Jock Peterson, the third outfielder. His second selection. Um, I texted LJ initially, and I was like, why is Jock Peterson starting? But LJ made a good point. You know, he's fun. Um, and now it goes to my point I just made. You know, you throw throw a microphone on him. Hopefully, they'll be able to ask him about the Fantasy Football League. Um, I'm not sure how much he'll divulge um, on the All-Star broadcast. But, I mean, Jock Peterson... If you want to compare him to someone, LJ, how about this comparison? 2022 Jock Peterson is 2021 Brandon Belt. When you look at their stats, you look at what they've done, and no one talks about them because, quite frankly, no one cares about the Giants outside of the Bay Area. It's just true. National media just sleeps on the Giants. Peterson's raked this year. Like, There's no doubt about it. This dude's raked. Yeah, I don't think necessarily... Jack Peterson's given the consistency that Brandon Belt has over his career, but that's really not the argument here. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. Um, I definitely see that. But, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. And Brian Snicker is managing this team, right? Yep, it is Brian Snicker for the NL and Dusty Baker for yeah, the AL. So and so it's those, they picked the reserves, by the way, I believe. Well, at least no, part of it. I thought it was part. It was oh, managers, managers pick the reserve pitchers. They pick. They pick the reserve pitchers. I thought yeah. that was the, the full manager vote, not the oh, manager. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's the manager. Like, they have. It's way too. It's, it's way too complicated. Yeah. Just like, in it's not like they public. They make it easy for the public to find out how the voting goes either. Gee, that sounds like that sounds like a lot of different voting systems yeah. we've heard of in the past. <laughs> well. Um, Bryce Harper's DH got elected seventh career selection in LJ. Um, uh, seven, seventh All-Star game, and he's 29 years old. He has legit potential to make 15 All-Star games. Very much so. He would need double what he has now, and that would put him at 14. And I'm not trying to say he's gotten lucky per se. But Bryce Harper DHing, I don't see him slowing down hitting anytime soon. I don't it's see not him as... I'm not trying to say he's gotten lucky with it all, but, you know, I think we're getting past the point of hating on him for the sake of hating on him. 
Like I never, I never did it. But I think how he didn't make the All Star game in 2019 just absolutely bad. Because the me. national media hated him through the rest of that. Honestly, there's plenty of people who didn't want to see him get into the All Star game in 2016, 17, and 18. Uh, I just don't get why we hate people because because they're because, good once and then aren't that good no, again. No, no, and and not even that because that's obviously not true with Harper. Just because a, a team was like, hey, let's overpay this guy a lot for a long time and then for whatever reason that makes the public hate them if you were given that contract like just because you're getting paid that much and yeah the fans are going to expect you to perform to that level but so much at least in baseball you're getting paid on what you previously did yeah there were also other factors in that one too i think you know particularly the fact that the Phillies that year were forgettable, to say the least. And he had also had his share of gaffes in all of that process. You know, it was clear it was clear for a while that he wouldn't be going back to Washington. He leaves Washington, and then you have, you know, everything. He he, he literally speaks their championship into existence in his opening presser for the Phillies. That's, and that's an all time moment. Like that is all time. I just, oh. yeah, I don't know. Again, I back to the point. He's kind of he was able to get lucky this year and kind of steal an All Star game. And you know, let's also talk about the fact that he didn't make it last year. Yeah, like he wins MVP and doesn't make it. So hopefully, this oh, is I didn't the, even I, I can't believe I just like missed that. That that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and so ultimately, he's probably on a track back. To being a consistent all-star. So, yeah, there's definitely a chance he gets to that 15 mark. But you also have to have certain factors come into play, particularly when you get injured, how you get injured. Because, you know, he's not going to play in this game. But if the injury had gotten to a point and the surgeries had gotten to a point and everything where he couldn't play earlier than this, then all of a sudden you're not talking about him being an all-star at all. Yeah. So the timing is... A huge thing when you're a guy who maybe has, is going to have some health issues, which everyone's going to have over this long a career. All right, um, let's get into the reserves. Or actually, no, before the reserves, we have two more guys to talk about. The legend selections for the All Star Game. Each league gets one. Um, this is brand new for this year. They didn't announce this prior to the season. They just literally came out of nowhere the other day. Um, Miguel Cabrera for the American League and Albert Pujols for the National League. Um, look, I certainly hope that they continue this trend that they're not just doing it for Miggy and Albert and that they actually do you know, pick someone like this every year. And I also hope that these guys, I don't know, if it's true or not, but I would hope that they expanded the roster by a spot from what they normally do to let these guys in the game. Um, I would almost rather see them not. But good for the MLB. Yes, but I'd almost rather see them not keep it on a consistent level. I'd rather have them make Just this, make exceptions. Make this an exception. Definitely add it for both teams, both leagues each time you decide to do it, but make it an exception because you can run into issues where it's like where do you bring a guy because first off do you guys bring guys multiple years yeah what if what what's gonna Cabrera happen here is plays next year literally it's just gonna end up what if it ends up being a rehash of 
Miguel Cabrera and Zach Granke for the next like three years, three, four, or five years, and it's Zach like Granke. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. <laughs> um, Nelson Cruz maybe like another year or if he keeps playing. And that's the other thing too is like, at what point do we get out of actual legends? Like as far as I'm yeah, concerned, what is a legend? Yeah, <laughs> if you're going to add a guy honorary just so people can watch him. In my mind, it has to be a no doubt Hall of Famer. Absolutely, yes. It has so, to be a yeah. no doubt Hall of Famer. Which they in hit the, the last nail. couple of years of his career. Yeah, which they hit the nail on the head with both. Absolutely, of these perfect. However, job. like if we're only having guys do it once, which is ideal, the ideal situation when you think about it, because you don't really want to see these guys just keep getting thrown into the All Star game for no reason. <laughs> it's just like, oh, like he was an All Star before, but yep, yeah, yeah, here you yeah, go, yeah, we go. We're just gonna keep it, like. <laughs> All of a sudden, it makes um, guys like Hank Garen, who had ridiculous numbers in these types of awards, it gives them no meaning because Miguel Cabrera is going to get five that he really didn't deserve at the end of his career anyways. Yeah. Um, it's one of those, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like that. But at the same time, if you make it a different person every year, you're going to run out of Hall of Famers. Like, Nelson yeah. Cruz does not fit this definition no. of somebody who should be in it, but he's going to be like second or third on that list. No, he's, he's up there. If, if if he keeps playing, then yeah. But um, let's keep rolling through these <coughs> reserves. We are going very long on this episode, but very happy. It's our first time sitting down in two weeks, so this makes up for all the time that should have been talked about baseball um, for the last two weeks. And instead, was replaced by me. Um, all right, reserves in the American League. I'm just going to run through these quick. LJ, if I get to a name that you want to talk about, just say stop. Paul Blackburn. Stop. For the Athletics. He is their one selection. Every team is required to send someone to the All-Star game. It's Paul Blackburn. Um, yes, he's been good enough to be considered an all-star and yes if the a's have to send somebody it's paul blackburn but there's certain that they have to send somebody but there's certainly lj no one the their their fans don't care about the team their owner doesn't care about the team yeah but if you're talking about the guy from kansas city that's a very different conversation okay no we can get into that you're focusing on just because it's an oakland player no one cares about the a's the a's don't even care about the a's actually the only person who cares about the a's is the uh president of the golden state warriors um the only people who care about the a's are the people who complain that no one cares about the a's yeah seriously um but my point being if this was another small market team that maybe wasn't on was on tougher times. Like Pittsburgh still kind of shows up. Like their fans show up. It's a pained existence, but they do, and they they care about their. I really I really. And feel they like have that. like good players on their team. Yeah, too. but like they generally care about their all star. No, yeah. And so, just because it's Oakland, I think takes away from things. But I just hate Oakland so this much. Is the, that's not a surprise. Yeah. Like, go back to the World Series episodes and listen to me just lose my mind about the athletics. It's I hate everything about that franchise. As you hate on the A's, I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to the Dodgers because this situation, <laughs> oh boy. Is, the, this, this situation is the anti-Dodger Dodger effect where, by definition, this is the all-star game. This is supposed to have 
all of the stars from all of the teams. And so, by definition, every team has a star. Yeah. And just like guys who should be stars, could be stars, would be stars, um, honestly, I think to like an AJ Pollock. Like, if AJ Pollock hadn't gone to LA, would have been a star somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, that type of guy. He gets washed out because there's too many good guys on the Dodgers. Guys like Paul Blackburn get lifted up to this level because no one else on their team is good enough to be there. Like, this is the one guy that the the five Oakland A's fans that truly care really care about him because he is above and beyond their best player and really deserves that spot. All right, Paul Blackburn, Emmanuel Classe for the Guardians, Garrett Cole for the Yankees, Nestor Cortez for the Yankees, Clay Holmes for the Yankees. Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays, Shane McClanahan for the Rays, Jorge Lopez of the Orioles, a guy that um, I believe should have made the All-Star game even if every team wasn't required to send one. Is what Jorge Lopez has done this year. 41 and a third innings pitched, um, eight earned runs, that's a 1.74 ERA, 231 ERA plus and uh, 1.5 war out of the bullpen for the Orioles. Now, Sneaky is this, good. Is this a... Um, are, are there a certain amount of selections for starters and relievers? Or? I don't know how they do it. I feel like it changes it's, every year. They're not clear. They're, they've never been clear. It's just it's like whatever. Because, like, again, this is... You expect the MLB to, like, try to make things simple. For God's sakes, I was trying to watch Home Run Derby X the other day. I texted you it was on. I know, I was a little bit... Uh, Occupied, no, I know. Busy saving the world from the Decepticons at Universal Studios uh, Florida. Well, so, I couldn't... I was on Twitter. It. How was it? I don't, I don't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> I was sitting there. <laughs> they had some girl on the screen and she was talking about... So, it was in London... I believe yeah. that's where they started it. I didn't know what team was hitting, like because it's five teams, right? It's mm-hmm. MLB teams or four MLB teams or something. Without MLB players, <laughs> there was some some girl was hitting, and they weren't even showing where the ball was going. They were just showing them pitching it to her, her hitting it, and there was just someone standing there talking about how great the competition is. I watched for about two minutes. There was no graphic on the screen showing me. You know, how you get points. I had no idea what the hell was going on, so I turned it off. This has got to be the worst thing that the MLB ever came up with. And it's partially because certain certain things were a really bad idea. I'm going to start with having non-baseball and softball players in the competition was a very bold choice. Wait, is there non-baseball players? I I thought it was non-professional like players. No, well, there's some softball professionals, players, okay, professionals, but then there's a couple that are just athletes. I don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure the Red Sox team, because I heard an interview with her ages ago. Um, I want to say she's an English female soccer player, or one of the not a soccer player, but like the, you know, what are they? This is gonna. This is a terrible thing. I I consume so much soccer content, but what is it called? Like the people that just do the volleying. Um, 
Clear like, the feet and do all the tricks, trick stuff. Oh, just like like one of those. Like, yeah, one of those girls that was a famous soccer for that. performer. Yeah, like, yeah, one of those people. Yeah, and yeah. She was. You can you can tell clear athlete a hundred percent. And I didn't even watch her play, play yesterday, but she had never played or watched baseball a day in her life before she got selected into this It's not even the point of something like that. It's just that they... No, but... Me and you set, spent a whole episode trying to wrap our heads around how the competition worked, and we were clueless. Yes. We got more confused. But to ex- Yeah, I'm just trying to explain your <laughs> not seeing where the ball went, because she was a very good, like, ambassador for both the game and Home Run Derby X, because when she got picked for this, was really excited and really energized mm-hmm. by it. Um, who was the former player that was on that? Was it? Ke- it wasn't Kevin Euclid. Was, was it? it Nomar? No, 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 no. Um, no, I think it was, what, Kevin, see, was Kevin Euclid. Wait, hold on, wait. I'm gonna see right now. Home run derby X. Um, anyway, let's she pretend it's Kevin Euclid. But so she'd dumb. been spending a lot of time with him, and he was actually teaching her how to hit. And so Johnny Gomes. Johnny it was Johnny Gomes. Gomes thank you. Um, well, the Yankees won the first one. Yes, derby I remember X. that. I remember in that. London against. You know why I remember it? What? Because that was the same day that Johnny Gomes caught caught a home run on the monster. And and they lost in home run derby X. Okay, <laughs> that, I, I don't care about day. the result of home run derby X. I'm more interested <laughs> in them being excited about it. She was wicked excited. She was excited to learn about the game. And so when you get these foreign, that's that sounded weird. When you get these people from other countries getting into this game and learning about this game, these countries that don't really have baseball, all of a sudden they're going to be able to go back and they're going to be able to hype the game up because they understand it and they know how to play a little bit. The downside to that is even with professional coaching, only playing for a year or less than a year of your entire life is not going to make you all that good at baseball. I have to question, I'm going to set this here for you, could the, could the reason they were only showing them swinging and hit the ball be that some of these people, not, not, not the former baseball players and the, form, and the current softball players, not talking about them, but the other people, the other selections, alternates, how far were they hitting the ball? Because I think that might have had something to do with them not showing where the ball went. <laughs> yeah, but you've lost. And you only had, and you only had seven catch points. We only had seven catch points. This, this, I'll tell you. I don't know what that means, but I'm a little disappointed. Well, in the, in the third place game, the Dodgers had 10 catch points. Wait, we got to the second, we got to the final? Yeah, it was Yankees-Red Sox in the oh, final. Fun. Yeah, but you lost, so not fun. I'm going to... Are you sure? I'm pretty sure Home Run Derby X is played as golf. It's golf rules. It's whoever scores the least. It's stupid. So dumb. Oh, my God. All right, where were we? Shohei Otani for the Angels. Martin yeah. Perez for the Rangers. Oh, that's right. I was stopping because, you know, maybe this is just because I'm bored of him or I've been hyper-analyzing him because of Cy Young conversation. I could care less if Garrett Cole was in this game. I would have, yeah, rather, I would have rather seen another Yankees reliever in the game than I would have Garrett Cole. I would rather see Michael King in this game than I would Garrett Cole. Mm, yeah, no, yeah, definitely Michael King. I don't know if I would rather take out Nestor or Cole because Nestor, there's there's excitement. Nestor's been Nestor. trending downward pitching lately. Yeah, but Cole still... has been trending upward. Like they've been going in 
Okay. He had a blow up start his last time. No, out. no. That's no. a trending downward. One guy had five RBIs. That does not count. <laughs> that that does not count. count. He reached for he reached for earned runs. That's all that I see there. Either way, you're talking about the difference. Cole of, has still been trending upwards as of late. But, and but Cortez a half, downwards for a sure. half ERA difference. No, half point I know, difference. I know. All right. So. You know, also, Nestor Cortez All right, is a lot sure. more exciting. I've, He's a lot more exciting. Just gonna say. If you want me to say, I'd rather have Dylan Cease in the game than Garrett Cole, yes. I'd I, wasn't gonna, have, I wasn't going to make I, well, I would rather have Dylan Cease in the game than Garrett Cole. Because I also Cole. don't particularly care about Dylan Cease. <laughs> it's, just, it, it's one of the worst snubs in, in All-Star Game history. It really is. Um, uh, actually, until we get to the National yeah. League. Until we get to the National League pitching staff... Um, so let me run through this. Martin oh, Perez, Gregory Soto, Framber Valdez, Justin Verlander. That rounds out the pitchers. So the Tigers loan. Oh, well, they have two because Miguel Cabrera and Gregory Soto. Wait, so I wonder if Soto got selected because they realized that Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Tigers need someone, and they're like, oh, no, wait, we also have Miguel Cabrera. Oh, Soto, Soto made it. Oh, boy, that's... Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> for, this is an he's a back to, he made back-to-back All-Star games, so good for Gregory Soto. The but, All-Star oh, game boy, is an that's, enigma. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting selection. Is he even also, if they were just it's trying like to find... It's like how Dan Vogelback made it in 2019. Like, If they were going to... Leave Dan Vogelback alone. If they were going to choose somebody from this team, is he even the guy you choose? No. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Frankly, Miguel Cabrera didn't even need a legend selection to get in. If the case is very strong, yeah, no, if you had to pick like one guy off the Tigers, you could probably just pick Miggy. He's the only guy that I ha- I see with a legitimate chance to get stay above uh, 270, 275 uh, average this year. Wait, did Tariq scoop ball? He didn't make it? He did not make it. He's, he, again, if there about, was going to be a designated trending, guy. Yeah, but talk about guys trending downward. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, 399 ERA. Yeah. Like, this isn't... Um, yeah, no, he probably This should. isn't Casey Myers here we're talking about. Well, the position players, Jordan Alvarez, who just went to the IL, Luis Arias, Andrew Benintendi is the Royals selection. So, Arias and Buxton over the Twins. Xander Bogarts, Andres Jimenez, Jose Ramirez, Julio Rodriguez, George Springer, Jose Trevino, and Kyle Tucker, my guy, getting in there. Um, anyone there 
you would like to touch on. Nice to see Julio Rodriguez there. We uh, LJ called it. We don't need to get into it. We knew he was going to bounce back once LJ talked it into existence. Spoken into existence. Spoken in. Really could have been a starter. And no one says boo. Andrew Benintendi, this being his first All-Star game, also feels a little weird. Because I would have sworn... It's been his be- This is his best season. This is his best season, but I thought... I really, in my head, kind of thought he made it in 2019. Julio Rodriguez, if you were going based off of war, would have um, been a starter in the Should outfield. Have been a starter. Um, Along with Xander Bogarts I'm and Jose Abreu. Toss this around because I don't think we fi- we didn't finish the pitchers. No, we we got to Jorge Lopez. No, no, I read through the rest. Oh, of did them. you throw? I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. We talked about Gregory Soto. Um, Framburn then Verlander. Yeah, pretty. Easy. I think should Martin Perez have made it. Yes. He was good for long enough of the season, especially... He was good. You guys got to think, when they handed out those stupid ballots to the players, that's when Martin Perez was dominating. Okay, that's fair. But my my pitch to you is this. Dylan Cease should have made it over Martin Perez. Dylan Cease should have made it over almost every single pitcher. Dylan Cease could have made it on this path if if it weren't for the fact that there was the fan vote. He would have made it. Because I think... Um, and Shane Bieber didn't make it. What? Corey Seager really does have a better claim, or a higher chance, I should say, of making it than Tim Anderson without the fan vote. If, you take, if, you, if fan vote didn't exist. And so all of a sudden, if you're talking about Corey Seager being the, the guy, which he probably could have still been the guy if they weren't trying to look at numbers for who's getting on, then all of a sudden that spot opens in the bullpen for I'm a sorry. guy like Dylan Cease to get in. How, how does Cease or Bieber not make it? That's, that's crazy. I, I I guess I thought Shane Bieber made it. Clearly not. Um, okay. National League reserves. Sandy Alcantara for pitcher. Oh, wait. Actually, LJ first. Um, we need to f- who's who's going to start, in your opinion? Who's starting the All-Star game? Who's starting for the game? AL, and then we'll go through the NL. Paul Blackburn. No, actually. Um, actually, I hadn't taken enough time to consider. It really should be Shane McClanahan. Yeah, hand. that's my choice. Who, who will it be? It'll be Shohei Otani because it, it makes it easier to get him out of the game. Yeah. If you no, because they got the rule now where they can take him out and. You can keep pitching. Well, if they want him, to, well, if they. Oh, that's the well, issue. Yeah, no, is well, the other way around him, is if, if you want to get him only one at bat. Oh, he needs yeah. to pitch for pitch before yeah, he hits. They'll just like make some shit up and just be like, I don't know. <laughs> no one really cares if they follow yeah. the rules at this point. All right, Shane McClanahan. Yeah, I, I think that you know if it, that works. Okay, um, National League pitchers: Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins, David Bednar for the Pirates, Corbin Burns for the Brewers, Luis Castillo for the Reds. He is their lone All Star. Edwin Diaz for the Mets, Max Fried for the Braves, Tony Gonsolin, your MLB ERA leader for the Dodgers. I'm going to hold up real quick just because it feels weird that Max Fried hasn't gotten one yet. It does, but I feel like injuries has been um, an issue. Yeah, but he's not Mike Soroka. He doesn't fall apart every well, three if, seconds if, walking. He if doesn't tw- have glass bones and paper skin. If there was a 2020 All-Star game, he would have That's true, it. yeah. You know, that, that screwed a lot of guys because you were talking about Devers, too. Yeah. Like, and it's like... <laughs> it's, 
so many guys just like it's like wait how do they only have two or three but yeah um where was it max Fried, tony gonsolin mlb leader era josh Hader for the brewers ryan helsley for the cardinals nice to see that kershaw gets in um saw a lot of people complaining about kershaw but you go look at his stats he, he probably should have got in that's not why they're complaining they're complaining because um Dave Roberts started campaigning for him to start. Okay, that's crazy. That, that probably is why he's getting hate for being on the team at but all. But Carlos Rodon not being on the team is one of... Uh, I don't know. You don't know. It is way worse than a Dylan Cease, I well, think. Well, who are you taking off? Starters? Luis Castillo. Oh, you can't. You can't take Luis Castillo. He is the star of that team. Dude, I guess Max Freed. Like, I'm sorry, but Carlos Rodon has been way better. Dude, Carlos Rodon. He leads NL pitchers in war and is second in strikeouts. Right, and well, FIP. He leads in FIP and war in the, for National League pitchers. So, who would I take off? Every single pitcher. All right. Let's not go that far because there is a. What's your top here. five? Rodon, 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 Rodon. Right there. Brandon wants a rotation of all Rodons. And all ceases. I'm going to go ahead and take all, all Cantaras, but I don't know. That's who I'm picking to start. Oh, um, and me as well. Oh, I, um, Joe, Joe Mantiply is the Diamondbacks guy. Joe Musgrove for the Padres. I Joe Mantiply really good out of the bullpen this year. Only like one walk. But yeah, that's Jack the pitchers. Jack though. Yeah. At what point do we have to start talking about, um, like, legitimately MVP? Like, more than just him being the silent leader and so, ipso facto, being an MVP guy. This, his production is getting to an insane point. I mean, since you left, he has kept the streak of seven. Uh, I, I think he allowed three runs the other day. He had four earned runs June 24th, but since then he still has gone at least seven innings um, with two or less runs. LJ, yesterday... One game isn't going to change things. Yesterday was seven innings, no earned runs. The start before that was eight innings, two hits, no earned runs, ten strikeouts. He has been unreal. And want to know what the crazy thing is? The Marlins are 12-6 and six in the games that he's started. Yeah. So you want to score a run for this guy? Like, well, Jesus. either way, I'm going to say 12 and 6. Compared to the, this team is currently um, I mean, 41 yeah, he and 43. Is, he is adding about 20 points to their win percentage. Yeah, just alone. He's so, been unreal. Like, I'm not, that's not win percentage added, of course, but like, that's the difference more. there. And so you look at that contribution and he could win MVP LJ I struggle to not put him well into that conversation especially I'm not even looking at war comparisons here but yes Paul Goldschmidt's great Manny Machado's great they're not jumping they're not doing anything that's jumping off the page he's solo squatting games he's going out there and winning games by himself it's yeah the uh Fangraphs War doesn't love him as much as 
Not nearly as much as Baseball Reference. What's he got on Fangraphs? Three seven. Three seven to five. Incredible! Two. Like yeah. he's still gonna end up. He's still gonna end up probably with like eight F WAR, but it's a five two re- yeah. reference WAR is also insane and looks more indicative to me of what we're actually seeing. Like it's more indicative of the eye test in this situation than anything else. I struggle not to put him towards the top right now. And I know that's going to mean he's going to fall apart in these next couple weeks just because I said that, but... Please, no. I, I had to bring no. it up. All right, let's run through the position players quick. Pete Alonso for the Mets. Nolan Arenado for the Cardinals. William Contreras for the Braves. And he will be the starter at DH for the National League, meaning that both Wilson Contreras and William Contreras, the brothers, will be starting in the All-Star game together. Very, very cool. Um, there we have CJ Crone as the Rockies um, representative Travis Darno for the Braves so both Braves um, make the all both Braves catchers make the all-star game Ian Happ for the Cubs he is their lone representative um, yeah I guess he's he's their star um, if they had to pick one um, do you see anyone else on the Cubs I think David Robertson probably should have got it. Ian Happ's been good, but Yeah, I mean David Robertson's been been lights out. But I guess I think the difference here is you know, when you, have... when you're looking at these one picks, not only do you have to look at who's the best on the team, but it's also about who those fans are going to have the most fun watching. Ian Happ has been there a lot longer than David Roberts. So, you know, oh, did I say Robertson? Right. Yeah, I said Robertson. Yeah. Um <laughs> You know, ultimately, the fans are more attached to Ian Hapapa, so I would go that way. He's got only eight home runs, and this is a normally a power guy, but the batting average, you know, most guys who sold out for power and struck out a lot, um, this, from, like, their stats from last year to this year, the batting average is down, strikeouts are up. Ian Happ is, like, the complete opposite, where the batting average is up, 50 points. Um, and you know what, though? The on-base percentage is ridiculous, too. Right? Yeah, 4, or what is it, 370 with a 448 slug. It's it's, it's really good. Ian is really good. Ian Hapapot is, is good. Starling Marte gets in for the Mets. Jeff McNeil gets in. Kyle Schwarber makes it. Has 28 homers. Juan, 100% deserves it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Juan Soto gets in. And Dansby Swanson. Um, so the snubs for the National League, but we'll run through quick, and then we will certainly get out of here. If you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> um, all right. What? So we said Carlos Rodon. Yes. What? What else do you think here? I, we I missed, think we missed completely missed talking about the biggest snub of the American League. Also, we have to go back to. But well, there's okay. In my opinion, there's two. American League first baseman that should have made it and didn't make it. Jose Abreu is the AL first baseman war leader. You know, I can understand him not making it, though, to play devil's advocate. I agree, because I would have rather seen White Sox fans would have loved to see him. I would have rather see him than both Tim... Well, A, Tim Anderson, if we're talking about representing each team. But I would rather see him than Vladdy. 100%. Why couldn't but he, his thing is accumulation. He is the stat accumulator. Yeah. Like, 
he's going to quietly, he's not going to have these big weeks, but he's going to be quietly consistent enough and build out these stats, but no one's going to ever see him doing it. So that that really hurts his and case. And he for sucks in the field. He can't play first base. Like So, yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah, Ty, Ty France, France should have been the this starter is, uh, a million ways. LJ to texted me. You texted me before we even found out about the reserves, and you texted me. And you, when the starters came out, and you were like, Ty France got robbed. And then the reserves came out yesterday, and I was like, I, I, I could not believe Ty France didn't make it. And LJ, it's not even like you can use the argument that he wasn't good earlier in the season, because that's when he was arguably at his at best. His <laughs> like, like the first few weeks of the season. You would have thought that it was a runaway if you were just looking at it. And that. this is a guy that has not had... Since since 2020, he's had over 100 OPS plus all three seasons. This has been his best season by far with 144. I, I don't get it, dude. What does he need to do? He's hitting 306 with a 380 on base percentage, 45 RBIs, doesn't strike out really. I mean... Look, good Dude. for trial fans for yeah, screwing good. over the guys that you got Vladdy. Let him win back to back All Star Game MVPs because we just talked him into it. But you know, I I don't care. But I want to see the guy. Look, Julio Rodriguez. So nice to see him making it. Glad that Seattle got him. But Ty Francis guy probably should have been All Star last year. He, they're hundred percent. They both should have been in this game, and it's an absolute sham that they're not here. Ultimately, yeah, exactly. Jeff, Jeff Masson agrees the exact same thing. Ty France was robbed. With us. Ty France was indeed robbed, and he was partially robbed by the special selection. You know, if you don't have, if they don't have Mickey in there, they think, oh, we need somebody else to play first base, and then who knows if that ends up changing the minds in terms of All Star selection for him. But because he gets his twelfth. That all of a sudden just gets that that gets things very very messy. But this also is really, I think, going to start to hurt Vladdy too. If you keep this up, if he keeps getting overhyped like this, he is going to fall massively when it comes to his reputation. I think back to when the hate uh, Dare Jeter really started. We were talking about this before we started. The hate towards Dare Jeter really started in like 2010, 2011 when his numbers started to drop off and people still loved him so much that they were overly voting for him. Like, those seasons, you look at war, you look at some of these stats, he shouldn't have maybe even, probably shouldn't have even been an all-star and yet was starting the game. And so that gets people who can actually see clearly and care to look clearly, they'll all overreact and say, this guy is overrated. And create this into a career-long thing. And ultimately, that's that's changed the perception of Derek Jeter's career for a lot of people. And I can see that exact same thing happening with guys who were wrongly put on this team, like Trey Turner, like Vladdy Guerrero, where, you know, they're going to start getting undue hate. And I'm not going to be happy with it, too. I'm going to flat-out say his season's being overrated, and it's going to be overrated probably the rest of the year because of this, but I'm going to try to not keep that in my mind past the season, but that's a real threat towards his legacy and towards his reputation because the fans voted him in unjustly. 
and this isn't me trying to say anything about Derek Jeter, is still one of the best second basemen ever. Well, I've compiled a list of the guys I think were the biggest snubs. Part of it's off of Jeff Passon's tweet. The other I just came up with. All right. Carlos Rodon, Dylan Cease, Tommy Edmond, Ty France. That's my top four. I think we can agree those were the four worst. Rodon, France, Edmond, Cease. Yes. Those four, I think, are most egregious. Yes. After that, I put... Zach Wheeler, Will Smith on the Dodgers, Brandon Drury on the Reds. Luis Castillo has started 12 games. That's six less than most guys have. And he gets in because they want to increase his trade his trade value. Yeah, it's more about the narrative, too. Like, yeah, it's not only the trade value, but like... Brandon Drury's been playing his ass up. off. Um... It also, you know, positional scarcity is also a matter of... Is, Kevin is Gosman didn't get in. Aaron Nola, Devin Williams. A lot of pitchers... Kevin Gosman, I'm not sure I go A lot of pitchers that, don't get in because of every team needing a guy. So we'll just... To push back on... Um, I will push back on Will Smith. I don't think he's he's played on the same level in the same league as the two guys that got in. I, I really, just, the three I, guys that got in. I just don't... Well, there's only two NL catchers. Yeah, but if we're talking about uh, Contreras as well. Yeah, it's... The, the, the two catchers are... Never mind. Um, uh, or, well, no. Oh, it is three. Yeah. Yes, because it's... Well, all right, And still. he's not going to... He's not going to catch, but if they, like... If, I, they, I, if they pull um, Contreras... Uh, I forget which Contreras is. William Contreras. Um, he's Wilson D-D-D-A. Contreras, excuse me. Yeah, or, yeah, if yeah. you pull him... Printing in Darno. Darno breaks his leg. You're gu- you're naturally gonna put William Contreras <laughs> yes. in. Yes. So oh like, there's three God. guys that are clear catching have an opportunity to catch in this game. Will Smith, uh, I will say though, worth a look just because he's got 2.2 WAR. William Contreras has 1.7. So as much as I'm for William Contreras making it, I love the story. I love everything about it. He made it as a DH. He didn't make it as a right, catcher. Right, right. Like, you gotta... I think that's important. Separate but, there is important. Um, can we wrap this up? Yeah, I just want to throw in my own couple of Oh, yeah. It's really mainly just Brandon Nimmo. Yeah, he was, he was wanted, next to mine. I wanted Brandon him, Nimmo. I wanted him in there or Jeff McNeil. I just think, again... Jeff McNeil made it, didn't he? No, did he? Yep, Jeff McNeil oh, made it. Oh, I missed it. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Marte um, and McNeil. Either way, yeah, I just think... Brandon Nimmo should have made it. Brandon Nimmo should have made it because... John Schreiber should have made it. This... This Mets outfield, I think, the, that narrative really hasn't gotten talked about. That This is probably the most underrated outfield group in the league. Like, every single one of them produces, and none of them get talked about. It's not like they have one really good star, and he gets all the attention, and that's why none of the others get talked about. No one manages to get talked about out of that group, and it's quite remarkable to me. I just saw some of the worst thing—the worst thing I've ever seen on Twitter. Someone said, not to mention all three of the Cardinals legends that will be retiring should all be in the All-Star game. I know Pujols is the legend for the National League, but Yachty and Adam Wainwright also need to be there to get a proper send-off. No. 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 <laughs> no. no. This isn't a I just don't retire- think, this, yeah. isn't a, this isn't supposed to be a retirement party. <laughs> is, that, is that what we're just going to turn this into to get people interested? Because every few years I remember, oh, this is 
Mariano Rivera's last All-Star game. Derek Jeter's last All-Star game. It's uh, one thing if they yeah. get voted in properly. But, so. like, no. like The only reason... Yadier they get- Molina should not touch an All-Star game field this year. He's been... Not good. Not the good. only reason, let's not make a mistake about this, the only reason they did this is because they knew all too well that Pujols had no chance of making it on either vote. He had no way that the hype hasn't been there for Albert Pujols in the last four years. So he had no way of getting onto that field. Pujols hasn't made an all-star game since 2015. Exactly. So, like... <laughs> It's different than Mariano Rivera or Derek G yeah. or David Ortiz, where it's like our David was still at the top of his game when he left, so that doesn't really count. But um, where yes, they might not be fully deserving, but they have enough fan backing that those fans are going to ensure that in their last season they get there. I'm sorry if your fans can't push a player to that point, then they don't deserve to be there. Like that is a special event. Also, if you turn this into this retirement party that this person's com- campaigning for. I have no clue who it, who was it. Was it a just just someone some who random. was responding to the passing tweet where he put all the snubs and then he said, and this guy's saying that they got snubbed. Um, if you do that, it's gonna make somehow make the All Star game even less meaningful. Am I wrong? Because all of a sudden it will. It's turning into this great retirement party. Except, guess what? This isn't even their last retirement party. This is like their third retirement party of the year, of like seven. So. You know what? They're they get these legends that retire or these great players that retire. They get more than their due send off on their way out the door. Like we're talking about the not only just the beginning of the season you get those like them pl- paying respect throughout the season, but usually that last month is that proper tour, goodbye tour, where everyone's you know they're given the gifts and everything. All the division teams pay their respect to the guys. He's out coming out of their place for the last time. Mm. All of that happens. Your last game in your home stadium means infinitely more than playing in one last all-star game. Nothing, half these guys don't even want to be there, I, I feel. So yeah, it's, it's the just, only time you get a break the whole yeah. season. That's like more than two days. Yeah. Well, all right. Thank you for listening. We promise they won't go this long in the future, but... <laughs> first episode back we're not even going to be able to record power rankings today um that's all right that'll be tomorrow's show um certainly great to have lj back and we'll be um bringing you great content now through sunday um sunday is the draft of course monday's home run derby tuesday is the all-star game and then i believe play resumes on thursday so we'll take that little break monday through wednesday those three days and then we'll be right back at it thursday for the second half of the season um but until then we'll see you tomorrow with our power rankings um yeah have a good one see you manana Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 